and welcome back to two teas in a pod my name is charlotte this is kyler and we are now on episode four a whole month god that's crazy we've been doing this for like 30 days consistently we've done pretty good i think we've done pretty good i like it i'm pretty proud of ours <laughs> first so month down yeah 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 um been kind of a week too yeah mm-hmm. we've had a little bit of a long week a lot of changes my mom is moving to the philippines so yeah. we've been helping her out with packing up her house and which is a little bittersweet for me because i do know she's going to be a lot happier out there um with like her family and her sister she comes from like a family of like nine people mm-hmm. or nine kids you know nine siblings And they all have their children, like, growing up and moving out. And they, like, are all neighbors around the house she has out there. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. So they're, like, kind of, like, a good support system for each other. So she's going to be moving out there. Um, The trade-off in that is that she's selling the house that I grew up in. And, man, like, just, like, packing those boxes and, like, moving them, you know, around in an empty house that I, like, grew up in that has, like, all my childhood memories in it. It was... Mm -hmm. You know, a little sad. Yeah, see, I don't really have the background with that because um, I moved around when I was younger, you know? So, you know, I really don't under... I really can't understand what you're going through. Like, is it, like, really rough or are you, like, happy about it? Like I said, it's, like, really bittersweet because... I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, sometimes you do got to move on from the past and you need... But, like, it's that one place for me because I always had that. Mm -hmm. And you know that I've I've traveled a lot. And I've lived in a lot of different places. And um, I guess, like, maybe the confidence in that for me, like, of being able to just, like, pack a duffel bag and go to New York or anything like that was... The idea, yeah, yeah, and it was always nice because no matter how alone I felt, like anywhere else, there was never really like a moment um, that could quite replace coming home to the house I grew up in Mm -hmm. and just like hanging out there. Like today, even just like with us like watching TV over there after we had done some moving for her was just like a really like, I mean, God, I can't count how many hours I've been in that living room, you know? Yeah. Um, my whole life, literally, so, but I think that, like, I mean, it's just not feasible for her to keep it anymore, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, it's not, like, rough, per se, but it's not the easiest thing I've ever gone through, either. Yeah. So, there's that. You moved a lot when you were a kid? Um, I, like, moved houses a lot, um, so, we went over, I was born in Durango, I moved from there, I lived in Fort Collins for a little bit, then I moved to Highlands Ranch, and I lived in how many houses in Highlands Ranch? I was in Highlands Ranch for 11 years almost, no, 12, 11, 12, and I lived in th- four houses yep. in Highlands Ranch. I feel like the closest thing to, like, home base would be my grandma's house. She's only moved once, but she's lived there for, like, I don't know, like... 17 years of my life so that's like my home base yeah. I feel like yeah that's where I go back to feel comfort I guess it's also kind of weird like it just kind of like hit me that my mom lives literally five minutes away from me 
Yeah. Like five minutes away. And now she's going to be a 22 hour flight. Yeah. Away. Yeah. You know, and then even like calling. I can't really call her. Because of the time difference. I think it's like a 14 hour time difference. And then on top of that, I mean, like she doesn't live in the touristy areas in the Philippines. She lives in the like provinces. Yeah. So I mean, like they're out of power half the day sometimes and yeah. then their internet connection is just like they pay per hour over there uh, okay yeah it's not like, like a pay while you go type of thing i think so i, I mean it's like that. it's just re- it's just hard to get a hold of people in like third world countries yeah so <laughs> that's gonna be like a little difficult and like just like trying to come up with the idea if I've, i'll be able to visit there like annually at least mm-hmm. i think she says she does have plans on coming out here at least once a year yeah i think i think she said something about that today but i would rather go out to the philippines and see her oh yeah that'd be like such a fun vacation for you catch me in a boy these husband girl i'm gonna you'll catch me at the resorts in the philippines being like hi <laughs> hi um, are you looking for a wife i'm her i'm that girl <laughs> you're me. like what's your last name <laughs> <laughs> it's me your woman crush wednesday <laughs> they'll be like wait oh what and i'd be all like what is your last name may i see your id please and I'd be like, you're in a waitie's height. <laughs> it's like the Lana Del Rey song and Ashton Anthem. Before we go out, what's your address? Before I go out, what's your last name? <laughs> yeah. You're in a waitie's, possibly in Ugarte or Udarte. <laughs> like, I'm from the Philippines. Like, hey, what's up? Ugarte is like when I, if, if I make it past 35 and I'm still not married to an Abuetis, I'll marry an Ugarte. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. We had gotten a request on via Twitter about um, a topic that I'm actually pretty excited to have. Um, yeah. It's about envy in the trans community. So I think the title of this podcast should just be Trans Envy. Or what do you think? Yeah, envy yeah. is trannies. Envy is trannies. Trannies with butcher knives. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah, well, so first of all, like, I mean, it was really cool that you know, it's so mind-blowing because, like, I've always wanted to have a podcast. Mm-hmm. That's, like, been such a goal of mine. Yeah. Um, but to hear that there are, like, people that I'm not directly affiliated with being like, I want to hear you talk about this. I'm like, holy shit, dude, nobody cares about my opinion on <laughs> anything. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. I literally, this is, like, for me, like, hey, like, this is my opportunity to once a week open up my laptop and vent about shit. You know, I think since we do have a podcast, we have like a platform, even though it's like small, it gives us kind of like an empowering feeling, you know, because people are tuning in to listen to us and our opinions and they like that. I'm wanting to hear my opinion. Like, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. Actually, dude, it's literally, it makes my whole day. It makes my whole day when somebody like compliments the podcast or asks me or asks us to do like a segment on something or anything like that anything that has to do with the podcast when i receive that message dude i just like you light up fill up with joy yeah it's such a good thing and on top of it it wasn't even like you know because like sometimes you would get a request or it's like you would read it and possibly not say anything because you're just like god i don't want to talk about that but i was actually really excited to talk about this because you know, I think that it's fair to say that we have a very competitive, um, 
somewhat toxic community. Yeah. I think, you know, it's kind of sad because, like, when you think of, like, a community, Mm -hmm. you think of building each other up. But that's kind of, like, a rare thing in the trans community, especially. Um, Out of all of the trans girls that I've met, it's been very far and few between. And with you, I think that we're just on a playing ground where, like, we want to see each other do the best that we can. And I really appreciate that in our friendship. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that's... And it's so rare. It's so rare, especially in the community. And... You know, it's a lot of tearing each other down and a lot of competition, and it just, it sucks. It makes me sad to really think about it. Because, okay, so without looking at the definition of community, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. In separate words, like, if we break up, it we have calm, mm-hmm. and then unity. So it should be something that we all have in common that should bring us together. Yep. That would, hopefully, through that help us progress right because and for a sense of like belonging two minds are better than one too yeah. you know how can we propel ourselves i mean if you look at the statistics of trans women mm-hmm. individually i'm not talking about us as a community i'm mm-hmm. just talking about individually our suicide rate is a lot higher our homicide rate not within our community but against our community is higher than any other demographic mm-hmm. um that was homicide. Domestic violence is rampant within our community. Yeah. Um, suicide, homicide, d- unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we kind of got the short end of the stick. We did. Here. And I think that, I don't know, I feel like if as a community we like propelled each other into greater things, we wouldn't have as many of those issues. But it's like it's always a competition. So Well let's pull up the receipts because she had said something. Okay. That really just like got I, to you. You know, yeah. she got me in my feels, mother. <laughs> mother. <laughs> Mama, she got me in my feels. Okay, so I'll read the exact comment. She said, you should talk on how our community is totally against each other and unsupportive of each other. How there is a non-existent competition amongst girl to girl. Mm-hmm. Like how girls jump on hate bandwagons and disclude people amongst their own community. This is where she got me in my feels. How are we ever supposed to be normalized in society if we cannot even get along with and support each other? Did you just gag? Yeah, you know, I got really, like, I got goosebumps because you were in, like, (laughs) trans Facebook groups. I think that's where we met, actually, from a trans Facebook group a really long time ago. I mean, until they tried to shut down my page, but yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, yeah. And, um, and these groups, there's a group of girls literally bashing another girl for the way they look, for the way they act, for something that they did, or because they wanted to share something that they thought was awesome, and they would bash and hate on them for it. Like, I was, like, 14 years old, getting bashed on by, like, 20, 30-year-old trans women. It was ridiculous. It was horrible. I was, like, crying in my bedroom, and I'm just like, if this is what, like, the This is my community. These are the people that are supposed to accept me. Exactly. Yeah, the most out of everyone. (laughs) And I just remember, I was like, I don't want to be a part of this community, and I feel like that's kind of why... I've, like, detached myself from the community for so long. Mm-hmm. Not because I think I'm better than them, but it's just, like, I don't want a toxic people in my life like that. Yeah. It's it, it's draining, and it's, like, 
you know, we both cut toxic people out of our life, whether they're trans or not. So why would we allow a trans woman in our life that's toxic just for the simple fact that she's a tranny? You know? Yeah. It's just... I don't know. I mean, we definitely... It's a problem within our community, and it's... Um, I think that it boils down to self-loathing. Yeah. Um, amongst girl to girl. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, this is a whole other segment, but when she said that them jumping on the bandwagon, you and I have discussed um, when I was like in the tranny pack. Yes. Back yeah. in Florida. Uh -huh. So when I was up and coming on the east side, uh, there was a group of trans girls. We had all kind of transitioned around the same time mm -hmm. um, and we're just kind of in the same demographic. This was also like, I mean, in Miami the sex industry is really like really rampant. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's just what you do in Miami as a trans think, yeah. girl, you know, in, mm -hmm. in Miami. Um, and a lot of the upcoming girls. So there was a already a little bit of a competition there. We had all been working at a trans strip club. And I remember dude, that it would be like, I mean, it was like high school, yeah. it, but on such a different level like Playing i literally around. like girls trying to inject fix a flat into my hips kind of status okay like yeah, yeah. not not really let's talk bad about you and ruin your reputation it's like let's ruin your body and potentially kill you yeah kind of thing mm -hmm. um and you know like looking back at it it was just so crazy how normalized these girls had believed these it behaviors to, be. to become yeah you know, yeah. it was totally okay. I mean, like, they I've seen girls get jumped, like, three or four girls, you know, jumping a new young trans girl who is just trying to, like, find acceptance or yeah. make her way through her transition. And it was literally, like, the best way I could describe it is when you're watching, like, a documentary of, like, a chimpanzee getting its ass kicked by another chimpanzee and all of them just, like, around it, like... Like, egging it on. Yeah, just jumping yeah. up and down and getting excited where yeah. you're just kind of like, whoa, wait, aren't we people, dude? Like, don't we know that this is wrong? Like, don't we get bashed enough? Like... Yeah. It was... It was... What What have been some of your experiences through... Because I know that you and I have talked outside <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. Obviously, we won't mention any names. No. But... Um, I remember... I got... Most of them have been on Facebook groups... Um, I really haven't, like I said, I've kind of detached myself from the trans community for a really, really long time. And I'm like reintroducing myself into it. So it's not a lot, been a lot of like face to face. And you also did grow up in Colorado. I did. There's just not much of a trans scene out yeah. there. Yeah. So it's been mostly online. I remember I, I was like 13 and I like posted this photo and I thought I looked really cute in it. And this, like, 20-something-year-old trans girl took my photo from my Facebook page, posted it in the trans group, <laughs> and they were all reading me to film. <laughs> like, that's what they do. Yeah, oh and they thought God. it was they thought it was just, like, so fun. It's like 102 comments on a picture, and you're, like, getting your life. You're like, oh, bitch, like, look yeah. at my sister supporting me. And it's just, like, no. clock box, like, like, little boy. Yeah, it was just so rude. And, like... Um, and I don't mean to laugh. I'm just saying. No, I no, no. Because I, I, it's, it's, it's really, yeah. So like, they were like calling me like crimson chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Stop. For those of you, I mean, I guess you, you guys probably know what I look like, but I have a very defined jawline. And you know what, you bitch? The I work it. <laughs> um, the what else? Oh um, my god. Oh, fuck. I, oh, I remember I pissed off this girl from Vegas who's a really big escort or something like that. She's like really surged out and stuff. I like pissed her off somehow. And she made it her mission to kick me out of every single group on Facebook. Um, she created a fake Facebook account. And what did she say? Oh, yeah. She was, like, posting on my wall, calling me, like, a faggot, calling me, like, a queer. Um, telling me, like, go basically go kill myself. That I'll never, like, be a girl. That I'll never be a woman. And I was, like, fucking 13 years old. And, and these are adults, adult dude. That's why I'm cackling set. right now. That yeah. I'm all, like, these are grown Yeah, grown ups, fucking dude. women. And I'm, like, Grown as hell and you still hating. I'm, like, you're literally a 26-year-old porn star from Vegas. Like, why are you hating on a little Colorado tran? You know what I mean? You know, and I have to be honest with you. I'm telling you, like... A hundred percent. I am telling you that the hate you were receiving was because of how young you were when that's, you transitioned. Yeah, that's honestly what I think I was. And like, I think, I don't know. So this is how I view it is that like I transitioned really, really young. And I feel like a lot of trans girls are envious of that. But at the same time, they, they, they get upset with me. I don't know. I feel like it's because like, I'm like, I'm at a certain point in my transition mm -hmm. where I've been in it for a little bit, but like when it comes to like surgeries and stuff, I've only gotten like a few things done because I've literally been legal for hardly two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where these girls have been transitioning for like five or six years, but they started out in their twenties. So they could get that shit done really fast. And I've been tra transitioning for over a decade. I haven't had as much done because yeah. And they, like, hate on me for it. They're like, oh, well, like... Oh, girl, if you would have gotten all that stuff done, though, the hate would not have ceased. No, because yeah. it's... And I'll be honest with you. I had... Now, we know how my political views are. Yeah. Um, when it comes to it. I, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, it's going to be a shocker. And people are probably, like, not going to like hearing it. And a reason why my Facebook page had gotten proposed to get shut down was I don't believe that children should medically transition. I don't think that that's the, obviously, you know, you're my friend and like, I oh, love yeah. you to death. Like that's not a read to, but I don't believe medically that they should transition at a really, really young age. Mm -hmm. Um, however, I don't see anything wrong with living full time. I don't see anything wrong with, you know, um, expressing that side of yourself. However, there was a point in time where I had a question because, and let, let's go a little deeper into that. It's not that I think that like, you know, it should be like alcohol where you should be 21. I am just mm -hmm. saying that like medically you do not know what you are doing to your body and detransitioning is a thing. It's a, it's a thing. And we were going to do, we're, we're planning on doing a, a podcast about this, but it needs a little bit more planning about detransitioning. Yeah. And it's like, it's something that's in the community, but that not a lot of people talk about. I mean, it's because they don't want it to be said because they do like, I can see it. I can see both ways. Like mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people feel like it is invalidating to our community and it shows that maybe so, but it is a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. And I 
think that as somebody who has suffered from gender dysphoria, who is a trans woman, mm-hmm. you know, there have been parts of me that's like, man, well, what would happen if I was a little bit younger? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if I transitioned at nine years old? Mm-hmm. And there was like a certain sense of envy for me in my earlier years, especially when like Jazz Jennings was coming out and yeah. all these girls were, I was just like, man, they are never going to have to experience what I experienced, mm-hmm. you know, getting into the game. Yeah. But at the same point, and you know, I will say, and uh, you know, I'm not speaking out of my ass. Like no. I, I know these girls, like I have, you know, grown up with these girls in a sense that I do believe a lot of trans women are me- emotionally stunted Mm -hmm. Um, and don't do much self-reflection and don't evolve emotionally to figure out that that might not happen in our lifetime, but it's a good thing if the next generation doesn't have to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. And so kind of getting back to like the trans envy thing, where, why do you think there's such a presence of hatred within the community? What, like, why do you think that is? Why don't you, why do, why do you think it's so hard for trans women to support each other? All right. Are we ready to get deep? Because let's get have, deep. No, let's I get deep. I have a deep idea on this. Okay. I think that it has nothing to do with the community. I don't mm-hmm. think it has anything to do with how they view other women. I think it has to do with themselves. Um, yeah. and I will go a little bit further into that. I think that... You've heard the phrase, misery loves company, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that it's really easy to get down on yourself when you are any type of minority group. To get down on yourself and feel like you're incapable. Of doing something. Or achieving something. Or, yeah, in a sense, just getting shit done. And I think when you are seeing somebody in the same demographic refusing to abide by that rule of playing a victim it automatically introduces a resentment towards them yes because in your mind you're thinking okay i can't do this i can't achieve this and why because i'm trans it's a comfortable excuse it is it's a very comfortable excuse you can be a fucking loser dude you can not accomplish anything you want in life you can throw yourself a pity party and you can lay down and get trampled on for the rest of your life and it's comfortable why because you're trans it's a good like fallback a good cushion yeah Yeah. you don't have to do any self-reflection you don't have to realize that you are in control and that you can change shit because you're the victim right yeah however now here's the same girl in the same demographic well wait she's killing the game She's actually doing something for herself. She's actually believing in herself. If she succeeds and I'm still a fucking loser because I've decided to accept this victim card. Then fuck them. No, not fuck them. Then it's me. And well, wait, if I have to accept that that's me, then that means I'm going to have to change something. And I don't want to change anything. Yeah. I'm comfortable being the victim. So fuck this girl. Mm -hmm. Fuck her dreams. Fuck anything that she can accomplish and we're going to minuscule it because she doesn't deserve it. Because she doesn't deserve it because she's a tranny too. You know what I'm saying? And if she can do it and she's not a loser then that just means I'm a fucking loser. And you know what? Not just our demographic. Not just... I was going to say that. Yeah. Is that it's not just you know our demographic. It's not just trans people. But like I know cis people that are like 
they're fucking losers. So, and whenever they see somebody else succeed, they're like, fuck you. And they're going to make them feel like shit to make themselves feel better. Yep. And And here's the thing. It's our generation. And honestly, I have gotten so fed up with it. I have gotten so fed up with the victim mentality and with the, you know, fuck me. I can't do anything right. And the world owes me something bullshit. Listen, life is hard, dude. And I don't know if that it's just, we weren't, this wasn't drilled into us. Like as a generation, I'm not even speaking about trans people anymore. I'm speaking about our whole generation. It is time to grow the fuck up. And I don't know if your parents never told you it or anything like that. Like I said, I had older parents from a completely different generation. It is time to grow the fuck up and realize that it is a very unforgiving world. It is a very cruel world and it is not going to hand you your dreams and what you want on a silver platter. You have to get an idea of what you want, pull out your knife and knife fight your way to it. And along the way are going to be the naysayers and the losers that are trying to pull you down who are gonna try to that's what you're fighting dude yeah that is what you're fighting because the world should have given them something they don't like fighters they don't like people who are you know going after their shit and on their hustle they don't like that because then that means they should be too and they don't want to change and see like here's what i always think about it's like when i start to get down on myself and stuff so my great grandma so she came from a family of 16 kids good okay catholic Catholic. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Super Catholic farm, everything. She had literally nothing. And then she's still alive. She owned one of the biggest racetracks here in Colorado with my great grandpa. Um, they have five amazing kids. They had a humongous house and like, you know, they just like, they literally built their life from scratch. And now she's like, she had like the best life imaginable, but it's like, none of that came from her sitting around acting like everything's gonna be handed to her she literally came from nothing to like basically having everything she ever wanted you know and that's hard work and i feel like a lot of people just don't know what that is anymore they literally think that life is a chance thing and i'm sorry dude like i like i said i've lived in the philippines yeah for a couple of years uh-huh. where fresh water is just such a chore for them You know what I'm saying? You are in a country, and I love America. Like, I love this country. Mm. I love the opportunity that's within this country. I love that you can come from nothing. um, And then die wealthy. (laughs) And you can go ahead and get everything. But it's not going to be handed to you. I don't care who you are, dude. I don't care what you feel like you deserve. You need to get up, and you need to work, and you need to quit hating... Like, quit focusing on other people, first of all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Quit worrying about what they're doing and hating on them for doing something that they want. And to be quite honest with you, when it comes to community, I mean, it's just something that's plagued our whole history as humans, Mm -hmm. that our community was never the definition of the word of common and unity. No, We've never used what we have in common to progress something further. We are an individual like an individualist species and it sucks because it's like we've we don't support each other and we don't want better for each other but on the same side the same girls that are literally beating the shit out of other girls are like why the fuck can i just be accepted and why can't we have everything that everyone else has it's because we don't fucking come together and make it happen we're all against each other 
when a team's against each other, no one's going to fucking win if you're just playing for yourself. You know, I said I wasn't even going to tell this story because okay. I'm sure she's listening, but uh-huh. fuck it, dude. I told you this on the phone and you should hear it on the podcast too. Yeah. I had, you know that like my thing always, so I was again going back to, in a tranny pack, right? Yeah. And in this tranny pack, basically your passability and how cute you were or accepted in the society kind of set your stature in the group. Okay. Um, I had played into this for probably the first two years of my transition and decided I wanted nothing to do with it. They were all addicted to drugs. They Mm -hmm. were all... And to be quite honest with you, looking back six years later, those same girls are doing the same fucking shit. Yeah. And um, I had met a girl who was younger in her transition. So it's like kind of through that training pack. I mean, when you have a culture like it is in Miami or something where you have generations of trans girls Mm -hmm. and we see each other, um, you either grow up with a certain generation or you see the next generation. Mm -hmm. Um, I have always been a little bit drawn to the younger crowd, the younger trans girls, because transitioning for me was a really, really lonely time. Yeah. And I, felt like I couldn't trust anyone. I felt like nobody had my best interest in mind. Um, and I have kind of made a promise to myself that I would be that girl that could mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just like, not mother, big sister, big sister. I'm not that sorry. old. <laughs> yeah, no, no, sorry. Sorry. So, um, I had met a young girl who was young in her transition. Very sweet. Good head on her shoulders. Had this, big dreams about becoming a mother one day, um, being a wife, had all these things. And I remember when I had first met her, I mean, she was wearing, she had braids in her hair and like a wig that made her look like Amanda Bynes going to court during her heyday. Mm -hmm. You know, she was, and I remember specifically because the training pack that I used to affiliate myself with had, um, like we were all going to go out to dinner. I had asked is so-and-so going as well. And they said, girl, we don't want to go with her because we don't want to get clocked for you guys out there who don't know what that means. That just means somebody can tell that you're trans. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times trans girls don't want to hang out with a girl who is easily spotted because obviously it spots them. Yeah. 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 So I've never been that type. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to, take this girl under my wing. I had taken her to get her first hair extensions. I had taken her to, um, get on the right hormones, like with the right doctors. I had kind of, you know, showed her the game a little bit. And I preached a lot to her about self-respect and integrity and honesty, um, things that I had really valued. And I had a lot of hope for her. And I'm to this day, so fucking irritated with this girl because she had, let it go to her head. She blossomed. I mean, blossomed. Gorgeous, yeah. Turned yeah. into a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Beautiful woman with yeah. one of the shittiest fucking attitudes I have ever seen in my whole life because she had gotten addicted to drugs. She started feeling like she didn't have to respect anybody and that people owed her shit and started even talking to me crazy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and disrespecting me. And then had become a shit starter where she's telling this girl, one girl said one thing and then just becoming a typical tranny, a fucking loser. Yeah. And 
called me and I had to just go off on I mean you remember this conversation yes, I, I was crying dude on I was phone, crying with her eyes out. and she's like telling me she's like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry like how do I fix this and I was like you want to fix this grow the fuck up and be a good person dude mm-hmm. go be a good person because the exact same type of girls that shaded you and were so horrible to you when you first got into the game girl you you seem to have forgotten because you have become one of them now Mm-hmm. And it is disgusting. It is disgusting when she, when you talk about any of her future plans. Like I told you, dude, this girl had confided in me her dreams to be a mother one day. And I still think she would be a fantastic mother. I think she would be a fantastic mother. I think she would be a fantastic wife. I think she'd be a fantastic friend. Yeah. Um, because down in the course, she is a very, very good person. Amazing woman. Yeah. Amazing woman. But yeah. she has let this whole idea of... I'm trans, so I don't deserve this, or the world deserves it to me, and because I have to work hard. And I I remember constantly telling her this, because when we, she would talk about wanting to be a mother one day, she'd be like, well, I'd have to do this, well, I'd have to do that, well, then I'd have to do this. And I was like, well, if you want it bad enough, what the fuck is the problem? Why yeah. don't you just put in the work for it? So what if it's going to be hard? So what if there's more steps to it than just getting knocked up and peeing on a stick? So what if you have to go through the, you want it, right? Does it change that you want it? And if you, you're telling me that if it's not something you want so bad that you would do anything for, then you don't deserve it. Yeah. But no, it's easier to just get high on drugs all day and play the victim. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, I had to tell her, I was just like, you know, because she's like, well, I'm getting my life together and hopefully we can be friends and stuff like that. I said, you know what? Grow the fuck up, dude grow the fuck up and let me see it through action because I just I can't see it dude because at the end of the day like I do know what trans envy is I do know what the competition is and I know that it is destructive for everybody that is involved it is completely destructive and the only route you can go through when you accept those people into your life or when you become those type of people who are that destructive and who are that competitive and who do jump on those bandwagons like you have to hold your head high and walk away from them because the only routes that they can go and i'm sorry if this is like you know i know i sound really harsh in this podcast but the only routes you can go as a woman like that in any society is you can either end up in prison dead or i mean i guess those are really your only options yeah and it's like you know being a being a trans being in the trans community it's a fucking hard world out there and it's like you either have to keep your head up and you have to really like stick to your values or like this whole life will eat you up and i feel like a lot of trans girls they just give up because it's hard well said yeah well said it it is hard but you know what dude i guess where kyler and i are going with this is that it is hard and you are going to have people who don't support you and You know, it is a lonely lifestyle, but it is your obligation and it is your duty as women who are now being recognized into society with people not really knowing what to think of us. It is your obligation to set forth a good impression on every person you meet because you do represent your community. And that entails keeping your head high, respecting people, respecting yourself And walking away from those type of people. Because my father gave me some advice that I hold true to any person I encounter now, you know, for 
many years, you know, and it's a running joke with me and my dad that he felt this way about his dad and I feel this way about him. It's like, dude, when I was a teenager, my dad was the biggest fucking dumbass I had ever met in my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I was just the most brilliant person in the world. Oh, yeah. Well, every year I'm getting older... I'm becoming stupider. <laughs> He's, He's getting, getting a lot smarter. smarter. <laughs> yeah. But he had told me, and I do recognize this, that quit making friends with people who will accept you and make friends with people you want to be like. Yeah. I and like I'm, that. Yeah. And I'm not talking about if they're cool or not or, or being a follower or anything. Do these people have values that you appreciate when nobody is looking and this person has the opportunity to do something shady, but they, you see them extend kindness. That is the person you want to be around. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, and watch out for it. You have to really watch. You have to watch what people's values are because again, it is, and that does not just plague the trans community. That is Uh. everybody. That is everybody. There are people who do not share your values. There are people that do not have the same character or integrity that you have and you know we'll see we'll see how the things turn out for them but it's not a route i want to go mm-hmm. down and i'll say it again you know like in the two podcasts ago it's like you really need to keep your circle tight you know you can't invite anyone in it free nilly because it's like it's just not good you know you want to surround yourself with people that want to make you be a better person not try and drag you down and not what one of my closing things that I had said to this girl in that phone conversation Mm -hmm. was because I said do you really feel at this point that you are a better person than you were when I met you and she had said well I don't feel like I've changed much I may be a little bit selfish and I she's like a little more selfish I said mark my words when I say this you will attract who you are Mm mm-hmm So if you're okay with hanging around, it's a lonely life, girl. This is a lonely game to be in. And if you want to be surrounded by selfish people who want to see you do bad because they can't stand the fact that maybe someone from their demographic could do well because then that tells them a lot about themselves. If those are the people you want to surround yourself with, let me know how that goes for you because I have no interest. I don't want to be around people like that. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks, but I don't know. I feel like in the, as I guess anyone, but I mean, I guess since this is a trans podcast, I'll talk about in the trans community, you will face a lot of like cruelties and a lot of things that will knock you on your fucking ass, literally to the point of having nothing, you know, and it really stands tried and true of like how you deal with it. If you deal with it and you pick yourself up, that's good for you. But if you just want to stay down on the ground and play the pity party, that's on you. You know? It is your obligation. This is your life. Yeah. You only have one to live. And I remember when I had first transitioned, I closed my eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Or before I had transitioned. Mm-hmm. I closed my eyes and I pictured what I wanted my future to look like. And I just kept on drawing a blank. And mm-hmm. I was like, there is nothing I want to do as a man. There's nothing I want to do as a man. So I, as a trans woman or a woman at that time, I was just like a woman, just like plain and simple. These are all the things I want to accomplish. And I will be fucking damned (laughs) if I let haters or people who have personally sought out personal vendettas against me Mm -hmm. or anything like that keep me from achieving what I want because 
it's not about them, dude. It is not about them. And I'm sorry for the listeners that feel that they don't have a community that has your back because you don't, but you can train yourself and make sure that you have integrity and character that does not give up Mm -hmm. and land yourself with supportive, loving people, people that might not be in your community We're you and I are so blessed, dude. Like the fact that I have a friend in this community that I can talk to that does support me and Mm -hmm. you know, it goes both ways. I count that blessing every single day. Me too, dude. Me too. And it's like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's a very rare thing and it's just, don't give up. Don't give up. You know, that's like the hardest thing. Reach out, like message us. Like if you really want somebody to talk to you, you can message us and we will talk to you back even if we're thousands of miles away. You know, because we know what it's like to be a young trans girl who has no one. Or even a girl that's been in the game for quite a long time to have no one. Like, that's the most shittiest feeling, you know? But we believe in you. We We do. I definitely believe in um, the listeners that are listening. Mm -hmm. I believe in the girls that I've kind of had to walk away from. I believe in you guys. And I do believe that we can find happiness in this life and I feel that we deserve it but you guys are just gonna have to work and I'm sorry there are no shortcuts Mm -mm. there are no shortcuts and you um were dealt a shitty card yeah and uh finding unity in it you know might be a little bit far-fetched yeah however um I think that what you will find as life goes on and as you get older is that you really don't need it honestly you have yourself you have your integrity you have your character develop it make it strong don't be a woman that or any type of person that accepts anything less than you deserve and you'll be fine and don't do it for anybody else do it for yourself you know what i mean yeah i think that's kind of the best thing too well (laughs) we are at 42 42 minutes minutes. God, I felt. I feel like I sounded really hostile in this. No, podcast. it's okay. I mean, oh shit, that scared me. <laughs> so I was like, what? <laughs> um, no, I think you know, as you know, people turn it, tune in for our thoughts, and it's not always going to be nice. <laughs> and again, like it's just like I think, especially introducing the podcast, like we're showing different aspects of our personality. Yeah, and I've said it before. I am a little bit of an abrasive person. Yeah. You know, I, but that's because I have, I believe you guys were given this life for a reason. And I believe it's because you're strong enough to, um, to deal with it. And I have very, very high expectations for each and every one of you. And I believe you're strong and I believe you can live in this lifestyle, but we do have free will. And if you want to be a fucking loser go and, ahead and go and do drugs and ruin your life, um, by all means, but. I do believe you are capable and you are deserving. And beautiful. And smart. (laughs) You is kind. You is kind. (laughs) I really think that, you know, being trans shouldn't be the end-all be-all. We can literally mold our life into anything that we want. And you deserve to be a little bit more than that. Don't be a statistic. You know? I like that. Don't be a statistic. Don't be a statistic. Be the one that breaks the mold. Girl. Girl. Child. (laughs) <laughs> you can find me on instagram which is char 0418 uh my snapchat is char underscore nice rack 
because she got a nice rack. My Instagram is Kyler, my dear, all one word. And my Snapchat is Mermaid Queen because I'm tuna. Because I'm flawless. Tilapia. I'm tilapia, the cheapest fish in the market. Speaking of shade. We love you. Love you guys. Bye.